the most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain, 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are America, one voice, united stand. Why do you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain, live. We want you to know the truth, folks. And we're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be a part of helping to make this a better America, just like our man in Washington, D.C. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. Welcome back, buddy. It's great to be back. Uh, let's start with the Hillary story. Here's sure. My, here's my question. For your requests. Is there a time limit on how long an agency has to respond to a four-year request? And I'm asking this relative to the AP's lawsuit against the State Department that says that some of their four-year requests have been in there for over five years. Yeah, they're, I think they're supposed to uh, reply. Different agencies have different times, but I think the uh, there's no... There's no time limit, I don't believe, for each agency. Right. But in some, uh, for some, though, they do say we try to get back to you in, uh, I think it's 20 business days, which equates sort of to, you know, four weeks, a month, whatever, uh, that they're supposed to. But I find that that does not happen for the most part with the requests that I've made. Some don't get answered. Some get answered very quickly. Some take a long time. Sometimes you get a little note that says, well, we got to do a lot more work on this. And that sort of puts you in this limbo state because they can say, well, they've responded to you. Now, what the AP did is they put in uh, several different, let me pull up their lawsuit that they filed yesterday. They put in several different requests to, uh, um, uh, to the uh, to State Department for documents and other schedule and information from former Secretary of State Clinton on a series of big issues. Uh, the first one went in in 2010. They heard nothing back. In fact, the, in their lawsuit, they talked about five different uh, items that they had asked for and had only gotten a partial answer on one of them. So it's a situation in which uh, I've run into that, too, with uh, with my request for uh, Freedom of Information Act requests. Sometimes, you know, you'll get just part of what you asked for. Or if you don't ask the silver bullet question, you won't get the silver bullet answer. So beginning back in 2010, they asked the AP asked for Secretary Clinton's calendars and schedules. They asked for records uh, concerning her former deputy chief of staff, Huma Abedin. They asked for uh, documents concerning the raid in Pakistan that killed Osama bin Laden. They asked for records dealing with surveillance surveillance and anti-terrorism programs, and then they asked for records concerning uh, the State Department's dealings with a defense contractor. So those were all made between 2010 and about 2013. Of all those five requests, they've received just one little answer on one of them. And so their argument is, A, this is violating the spirit of FOIA, and that there should be more work done on it. You know, that usually 
the media organizations don't resort to going to court. Uh, you know, you just battle it out and and do a, and you publicize the fact that these right. agencies aren't right. working on your uh, on your requests. But obviously, in the wake of the uh, of the talk about what's up with Hillary Clinton's email and the fact that she was not creating documents through any State Department email account, that raised it to the AP's uh, level. They decided to take this to federal court. Now, in those FOIA requests, if the agency deems the information to be sensitive. They don't have to turn over anything. They don't have to turn over anything. And, you know, that's something that we in the in the journalism community have complained about in a lot number of watchdog groups, that there's this sort of blanket knee-jerk reaction. And I, it's not just this administration. It's anyone that just sort of says, yeah, you can't have that. Well, listen, I've had lawmakers tell me that uh, individual journalists sometimes get more answers from FOIA requests than lawmakers get from their official letters that they send to some of these agencies and right. departments. So it's a hodgepodge of regulations, even though it's all under the same law. But they, they, there's definitely not an even administration of them, from what I've been able to tell from doing uh, a small number of uh, Freedom of Information Act requests. And again, sometimes if you don't ask the perfect question, you won't get the perfect answer either, and that can be frustrating as well. You indicated that it's unusual for a news organization like AP to actually sue yes. an agency in this case, and I'm curious as to what motivated them to go to those steps, since it's fairly unusual. Well, I think that they felt like that uh, because uh, Hillary Clinton is a prominent, as they put it in their uh, in their lawsuit, a prominent public official, a presumptive candidate for the White House, that the AP felt like there was no reason that the State Department should be holding back these details, especially with the controversy over her email, uh, you know, decision uh, to, in a sense, operate operate outside of the State Department's email system. Now, something that she said in her news conference the other day then uh, leads me into a, another point about this, and that is she said, well, look, you know, I had this, uh, I sent emails to State Department employees, and so those would be saved in the State Department system. Well, I, I would have thought that answer would be absolutely they would be, but now I'm not so sure, because there was an Inspector General's report that came out yesterday about the archiving of emails, and that in order to save things for the permanent historical record in the State Department, the employees at the State Department have to proactively save them. It doesn't say in here that they get erased after a while, but I'm starting to wonder if they do, because what they say in this report is, is that in order to establish the official record of the State Department, State Department employees need to proactively decide to save emails and cables and other notices in order to keep them around. And that they found, for example, in 2011, over 1 billion emails were sent by State Department workers. Only 61,000 out of those were actually saved for the historic record. That number dropped to 41,000 by 2013. And listen to this quote, Herman. Why don't, okay, why don't employees save these emails? Quote, some employees do not create record emails because they do not want to make the email available in searches. Well, yeah. that tells me they don't want it available in Freedom of Information Act requests, maybe even subpoenas for that matter, and that they are purposefully not saving this on the historic record to be allowed to be retrieved by, well, it could be lawmakers, it could be a criminal probe, it could be Freedom of Information Act requests and more. Listen to this. I, I dug into the, into the deep innards of this report because right. they listed, they broke it down as to who saved what. The Office of the Secretary of State in 2013 saved for the record seven emails for the seven. entire year that, now that. i don't think that tells me that they deleted thousands and thousands but they only proactively saved seven emails for the entire year of 2013 
that is awfully suspicious. That well, is that's, awful- that's what makes me wonder yeah. about this. Is, is it just that they don't see this as they don't need to do it because they have other official documents? Uh, is stuff after 90 days, does it just get deleted, or is it only when you delete it that then it goes, you know, to me there's a lot of unanswered questions, and what we've seen, I think, too, is that each agency sort of operates its own little fiefdom, and they all, even though there's an overarching guidance from the federal government on what you're supposed to do with email and documents, each agency sort of uh, administers it as they see fit. It also suggests, okay, for a moment, if we were federal employees, and you knew that everything that you communicated in written form or said that was going to be saved, wouldn't it kind of make you a little apprehensive about freely doing your job and exchanging information? Well, that's what some of these people said yeah. to the inspector general was they felt like if they if all their emails were going to be you know uh, available for search, then that would inhibit debate and would cause them not to write things down and more. I guess my only thought about is uh, that is okay. I get that. On the other hand. If you're a federal employee, actually, if you're an employee of any company, you have to understand that anything you do on your company computer and your company email system could be looked at. Right. I mean, I don't care whether you're a, you're working for my That's company true. or for yeah. the federal government. Anything you do through your company email is going to be legit for somebody to look at at some point. And so I guess I understand that a little. It would be... Here's my argument. Well, and this is actually something that, that, uh, that dovetails off of that, Herman, is that often agencies will not give you access to documents like say you tell me okay Dupree put together a draft on why we should do X and Y so I put together a memo and I give it to you the undersecretary and the 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 agencies do not want that kind of thing being looked at because it's what they call deliberative materials I mean I, I knew a guy at the Justice Department he used to always tell me about how they would uh, give the the thumbs down to a lot of Freedom of Information Act requests and he sort of smiled and told me you know we've got a ton of stuff that people would love to see but they're able to characterize it as not being available right that doesn't mean that it's sensitive no it's or, just that they yeah. feel like they don't want it to get out there yeah yeah that's this is why oversight committees have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing that's and called pushing. work Herman it's and it ta- work takes and a lot of effort and yeah. You know, we've seen in some areas in the last couple of years where the Congress has done a good job, frankly. The VA is one of them. But even in the VA, they're still having trouble in the Congress getting information from the VA on a host of things, even though they've made very clear to the VA what they want to know. But, you know, sometimes there's a story this week, and it's been sort of disputed, but one senator, uh, Ron Johnson, a Republican of Wisconsin, has got sort of caught up in a back and forth over whether a whistleblower gave information to his office. Did they act on it timely, or did they just sit on it? You know, it's it always looks really nice and easy, black and white 2020 from uh, of the rearview mirror. It, as the course of when it's happening, it's not so easy. But, you know, this is another week like this week. I know there's a lot of members. The House is off. There's a lot of members I can see on their Twitter feeds and Facebook. They're doing a lot of stuff at home. I just think that when you're not here, you're not holding hearings, you're not holding the feet to the fire of the executive branch, and you're losing your chance to put those people on notice that you're going to be after them on a host of things. Right. I find this next item very interesting. Uh, the white, the feds in the White House, they haven't gone to the Fifth Circuit for the president's no. executive order. You know, they threatened. Uh, they they yeah. they told the judge in court filings. I think it was uh, last week or the week before. We're not sending you anything else. And if you don't act on this by what was it, March Monday, March ninth, we're going to right. the Fifth Circuit. Well, Monday, March ninth came and went, and I looked again just a few minutes ago. There's nothing new that's happened there today. So I guess we're just sort of gonna uh, uh, the the feds are just gonna wait and see what happens next week before this judge who's going to hold another hearing on the issue of did the federal government start early 
in granting some of these extras under the president's executive actions on immigration. And, you know, what he made his decision, I think it'll be a month on Monday. So you can see how long this is taking and how long this is just on lifting the injunction. We haven't really gotten, you know, the feds still have not appealed his injunction. Right. So, you know, this is an interesting reminder that it's not necessarily going to be done and done real fast. And what I didn't get and don't get now is, can can an appeals court, can you go to an appeals court if you weren't the administration and say we want you to overturn this lower court court judges actually opinion? there is a, there are a group of uh, it's funny you mentioned that there's a group of uh, of Jane Doe's as they're referred to who I think are people here illegally in the US yeah. who have uh, filed a notice with the 5th circuit that they want to appeal the judge's ruling. So they're actually trying. The judge sort of brushed them off and they've already gone to the Fifth Circuit. So I don't know if they'll have standing, but they are trying to do that. Gotcha. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. He won't stop shining a bright light on the IRS, the disgrace at the VA, and waste and abuse by big government. Herman Cain is on with solutions for a better America. Coming up on the Herman Cain Show, 877-310-2100. Rapid fire. 